and welcome back to the podcast. I um, damn, I think I in- introed that the exact same way that I've introed the rest. Whatever. Hi, welcome. We have a new episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming. Thank you for watching. I am here. I am Peter, and this is uh, my uh, grandfather before yeah. he croaks. So yes, we are here for true. a new episode. Off camera is the wonderful and lovely Catherine. You can say hi in the distance. Hello. Okay. She may come in in a little bit to give some opinions on something we're going to talk about. But for now, uh, she's just doing homework and things. Um, bef- let's go right into it because I have some stuff to bring up. So last episode, we spoke about a myriad of things. And one of the things we said we were going to talk about this episode was having to do with um, first dates. We were going to basically portray how we would um, not provide, how we would schedule a first date. If we met someone, what would a first date for us be in an attempt to schmooze and get a second date out of the person. With that, we asked the audience and our listeners to provide us contact however you can, social media, phone, whatever. Contact us and tell us a story of your first dates. Good, bad, and ugly, and in between. Uh, And I got a story from someone I know. I'm going to choose to keep their name hidden just because, Um, but yeah, so I'm going to read it and then we can go into how we would give our first dates. So this is going to be quoted from them. So I may be live editing a little bit so that it's understood because I think there's some like misspells. So this person says, uh, they guess it was more of a pattern and not a story for dates. So instead of, uh, so they picked a place, uh, some casual place that they like, like a bubble tea boba place. Um, That way, oh, I see. So this is something that, wait. Oh, so this is how they would set their first date. Okay, and then I'll tell you their story. They would a pick a place that they like that is casual, like bubble tea or something that they that's, you know, casual. So that if something bad happens, it's easy to sort of walk away, and it's not a big investment, um, and it doesn't like ruin the place for you or the <laughs> other person. Um, that's funny. You know, it's so that you don't try somewhere new, and the first experience you have is this bad date. Uh, and then number two is since it's casual and it's only tea, they'd be sitting, uh, it is a sitting place so they don't, and if they don't vibe well, they can end the date right there. Um, and if not, there are about four restaurants in the area of this boba place that they picked um, that are about two to five minutes walking distance to choose from. So what this person is saying is they picked this sort of cafe and it's a great place because if it's bad, great, no harm. Boba, nice conversation. If it's good, there's restaurants all around that they can walk to and hang out and go deeper into. Wonderful. Um, I then asked if they had any stories. And I wasn't told the whole thing. But this is quote from them. I've only had one really monumental date where I remember it was bad but content-wise, it was not the vibe. Long story short, no more than five minutes, five questions in, homie asked if I was trans. So if you want to discuss appropriate first date questions, that might be a good combo. So, and for reference, this person is a woman, has always been a woman, was born a woman, is a woman. And five questions in, her first date person asked if she was trans. Uh, Ah. Extraordinary, extraordinary. And I will also say on here, she is a big fan of you. um, And she thinks you're very funny. 
Yes, and she thinks you're very funny. Okay. So that is, she had, that's a wild conversation. I don't know how I'd react. I think I'd be, I don't know how upset she was. I don't like, she didn't give me the full bit, but if that happened to me, I don't know if I'd cry, get angry, or just like accept it and walk away. Um, But nonetheless, that's a tough one. So let's now go into what, let's go into what we would do. Um, You go first. What is, we can do two things. We'll set up how, what would be a first date, and then we can set up questions and things that we would ask on a first date so let's do the the event first right so go first what is something what's an event that you would create for a first date okay first of all i am big time with first dates okay Okay. uh if i see uh in my day if i saw a woman that i liked i was big time setting up a very memorable date. And you want me to describe my first date? I might have described it to you before with your uh, grandmother. Sure. Because that's the most memorable date I could remember. Okay. It it changed my life. Okay. Uh, I was quitting teaching. I think I told you this after many years, and I was in a restaurant in Queens called Stratton's. And I was with my friend who should rest in peace, Lenny, I won't mention his last name. And I was supposed to take him to the airport. And uh, sitting, we're at Stratton's and uh, I'm having a drink and a little bite to eat. And they're sitting at a table, this, this beautiful woman, I mean, absolutely gorgeous with this older woman who not so much and that they're there drinking. And I had seen your grandmother at a club in Queens. She was working there. She was a single mom and she was able to make good money as a waitress there. And I had seen her at Stratton's before, but I never approached her and this time I said I'm not letting it go by this woman is too fine so without planning it or anything I went over and I said what are you what are you drinking and uh, I bought her martini and I said can I buy you anything Um, and we were talking and uh, on the screen was the racing from, I believe it was from uh, Belmont Racetrack. And we had an OTB only a block away. And I said, oh, look at that. There's, the race is coming up. How about I make a bet for you? And there was a horse there. Now remember this name, because it's significant. Tampa's Dream. Tampa's dream. So, and remember, this is 1976. I went out and I walked over. She says, yes, I want to play Tampa's dream because she always would go into uh, the West Coast with her parents when she was younger. And I played $20 to win for her. And the horse won. So that was our introduction. We're talking. She was very sweet, but oh my God, was she gorgeous. I mean, uh, and I said to my friend, Lenny, you got to take a cab. I'm not leaving. And he says, okay, I got you. And I said to her, listen, uh, can I take you out for dinner? You can bring your friend if you want. Now, Stratton's was an excellent restaurant, but I didn't want to take her to Stratton's. She says, uh, okay, but where do you want to take me? And I had remembered going over into Rockaway 
there was a wonderful restaurant that I thought I called the Bamboo East that I saw, I think, on Goodfellows movie. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, would you like to uh, go to dinner with me? She says, well, you know what? You have a sweet face. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not dressed, she said. So she got in her car and she, we're, she lived in uh, Astoria. I never in my life been to Astoria. I didn't know how to get there. I followed her and I waited two hours, two blocks away, because I was already dressed nice for her to come. I did not go in the house because I was a stranger and your, your mother was only 10 years old, was in the house. No, no, uh, no, she wasn't. She was at your, at your great grandmother's, but she wouldn't let me in the house. And she came down and we drove all the way out to the Bamboo East. I think that was the name of the restaurant. Because I asked her, what does she like to eat? She said, lobsters. So we went there and that was our first date. And uh, then the second date that I planned was very short. I told her, you don't have to get dressed up. You're going to Al's place. And she says, Al's place? Yeah, it's a surprise. You know, like you, you surprise Catherine. It's yes. a surprise, okay? I pick her up. And at this time, I had a nice uh, apartment on Queens Boulevard, and I happened to be a good cook. And she comes in my house, and this is because she trusted me. You know, in those days, you know, it, it was difficult for a woman to come to a guy's house. Uh, and it was, it was like nice. You know, in those days, pre. Yeah. Dinosaurs had just died. That's Credit right. scores hadn't been enacted. That's and right. women just got the right to vote. That's right. And I had gotten a nice three pound lobster. You're very funny. Uh, and uh, I got a nice three pound lobster. And I caught that sucker, killed him, threw him in the boiling water, stuffed him with uh, crab meat, put him in the broiler and let him sit there. And I picked your grandmother up and brought her to Al's place. Mm. Al's, that was the second, second uh, date. And I had a lot of martinis and uh, a lot of hugs and kisses. Yeah. And, and then I took her home and she would never forgot that she found somebody who could cook. And she said, who was exceedingly cute. And I could not disagree with her. And uh, that was the second date. So I like to go big time on my dates. It's not the same as it is today. Oh, absolutely uh, not. And it's gonna be shown by mine in a minute. Yep. yep. Uh, but it, that's really but it, good. It, well, it paid off because we uh, were married uh, within a, a year. And uh, until she passed, we were married for almost 41 years. So it, passed. it was worthwhile. Good investment. Good investment. Yeah. That's right. Um, so I'm not going to go off of the first date that Catherine and I had because we met at college. And our first date was the food court. So that's uh -huh. not, yeah, our first date, if you consider when we met the first date, because we ended up like, I know, but like it was the food court and then it was the gym with the event. So if you consider that like the first date, I don't really talk about that. Why? What do you consider the first date? I think we had our first date with a sunset view. Okay. Oh, you're talking about at the skyline. Yeah. All right. That's a fair one. Um, it's on par with what I would say. So I'll, um, for those, I don't know if it was heard on the podcast I was just discussing with Catherine mm -hmm. about our first date. So I, for reference, 
I met her at college um, four years ago. Uh, four plus or four? No, four, because the thing said yeah, four. four years ago. Um, met her four years ago on campus. It was like the beginning of the semester. And just randomly, she came up to me and said, I like your shoes. And I went, thanks. Thought she was really cute. I, so, I, so I was in line for the pasta bar. Her but then and you, her friend. But, but then you realized she had an eyesight problem because you weren't wearing shoes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was in line for the pasta bar. And I saw her and her friend. And I thought she was cute. But it was more of like a, I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was just like, oh, she's cute. Great let me get my pasta. And I, at one point I caught something about, oh, he's cute. And I was like, there's only another woman in front of them. So I guess they're talking about me. I heard something. I was like, I think they're talking about it. And then she complimented me on my shoes. I was like, yes. Okay. She thinks I'm cute. Nice. I was hoping that it was her. I was interested in her and whatever. And then that was it. Nothing else came from it. I ate my meal. I left. I was hanging out with one of my friends that night was some like welcome back and event at the gym for uh, everyone who's on campus. And it was like a blow up obstacle course, ring toss, free get, like toys. If you can uh, spin the wheel, whatever, a bunch of shit. And randomly by chance, her and her friend, me and my friend showed up at the same time and uh, we ended up seeing each other out of like hundreds of people that were there. Right. It wasn't just like, ah, uh, we just, it was by chance unless she stalked me, which she doesn't admit to, to this day. <laughs> um, no, she didn't. But anyways, we ended up hanging out and having a good time. So if that's the first date, I don't really call that the first date. She calls the first date after that, which is on our campus, we had what we called a skyline, which was this open view from our campus. You could see New York City from however far it was. And it was a beautiful, beautiful view. And the sun would set behind you, but it reflected off the, off the buildings and it was a gorgeous view. I was working and I met her there and we had a wonderful night talking until the sun went down. That was our first quote unquote date. If you had to ask me how would I schmooze her if I had to do it all over again if I knew and I was like I want that one I if it was how would I do the first date with her now as I am today um I would probably do two things I would start off with a cafe light tea coffee whatever some scones good conversation get to know the person make sure they're not someone that I don't want to be with um, or at least someone I don't even want to talk to. Like, I got to make sure I get to know them. And then after that, I would probably go to um, some park that has some mild hiking on it. Cause I would like to go for a nice walk around a park or somewhere that has mild hiking, like near me, there's a place called Natterar park. And it's this really, really nice um, originally owned by some prince who uh gave it to his kids and then it became a park um really really nice and it has a, a, a various hikes on it but it also just has a nice big park area so i would probably go there and then talk more grab some snacks and hang out and that would be my first date um because for me when i had first dates uh given that i've been with her for four years and prior to that i didn't really have a first date with anyone for years before that um prior to her my first date was when I was in like high school and it was whatever money I had from a month's worth of allowance and uh whatever my mom could drive me to so you know what I mean like it, there wasn't much of a uh of a choice I so mean, five, I times, had five five times four yeah, five bucks a month. Um, but a week times four. It wasn't even a week. If he if he remembered enough, it was a week. But it was like, yeah, twenty bucks a month if he remembered. Yeah. Um, so, but I think at the age I'm at now, 
with the money that I have now, which is still slim to none, I would still choose somewhere along the lines of a cafe and then a park or a small, like cute town to walk around, like Clinton, for example. Um, the with the spinning wheel and the waterfall, you can feed ducks, something Very that's nice. calm, calm and nice, but allows me to be able to have a good time, but be able to also focus on getting to know the person because getting to know the person is important for me because um, mm-hmm. they can look like the greatest person in the world, but if they don't, they're not a good person. I don't know. No, thanks. Um, so that would be my first date. And if they don't like that, that's tough. I'm more of someone who I have a, I have my first date. And if it's something you're not interested in, no worries. Like, I don't, I don't blame you. That's fine. I'm not necessarily trying to go for the second date. Like if the second date comes great, but if, if it doesn't, that's fine. I'm not shooting and hoping and trying to get that success rate because the goal is not to get the second date. The goal is to enjoy the time. Uh, So yeah, that would be my first date. And then if I got the second date, the second date would then be, depending on what it is, either a legitimate hike. If it's, if we're talking now, where I'm at now, it would either be a legitimate hike, um, dinner, or um, if they're a video gamer, then maybe like a video game night or something. I don't know. Uh, Something along those lines, but still, still relatively light on the wallet and uh light on the event i wouldn't go out onto like a heavy event or a very um expensive event until i knew this is someone that i want to spend time with okay so i could see the contrast but uh i can just tell you this in my day when i was your age uh i could see it you know when when I, I could see it when I was in college or let's say I could understand it. I described to you a date when I was uh, uh, 33 years of age. Well, right. And, and that's understandable. Yeah. That's totally, yeah. totally understandable. Yeah. But I, and if but... I would have said, if I would have said to another woman, a woman who is my, you know, my age or around my age or, that uh, we're going to go, f- go, uh, for coffee and then we're going to go for a hike she would tell me to go take a hike right well you know you got to find the type yeah. of person that's interested in that kind of outdoorsy yeah. stuff i don't blame it not everyone's into hikes not everyone's yeah, and know. mind you when i say a hike i'm talking like a light walk i'm not talking like up a mountain that that'll be mm-hmm. like the fifth day but if mm-hmm. like a light hike something that's like you just bring sneakers and a jacket and we're just like going around the lake or you know twice around the park Gimli you know something something subtle yeah that's very nice very uh, can be very very romantic what you said Um, okay I can understand it I I think for me so it's interesting because I haven't it's weird to reoccur this and I guess it's weird for you because you haven't had to deal with this in decades for me it's weird because I've been with my person for four years now and prior to that I wasn't with anyone for two years and prior to that I was with a not great person very quite awful person mm-hmm. um so I just I haven't needed to use this type of like mindset in so long that it's weird to think about like hmm what are the questions to ask someone that I've just met and like how would I keep them to like go on another date uh, because I uh, like these are questions that I've asked and her and I have had for years. So we've already answered them. Well, uh, you know what the key is, Peter? The key is listen. Always. One of, the, one of the downfalls is you go on a date and all you all the one person does, like the male, all he does is talk. Yes. Talk, talk, I... talk, talk, talk. The whole key is listen. Right. A woman, a, a woman likes to know that you're listening to her. It's very That's very important. true. Well, I find it, I find it interesting because it's always, it, it was, I had used that sort of mentality when I was learning how to converse better with people, when I still had a bit of social anxiety and I was still learning how to communicate better, a simple and small tip that gave me a lot of help and 
uh, courage to talk to other people was no matter who it is, whether you're on a date or not, ask people about themselves. Even if you're not actually interested, be interested slightly in what they're talking about or who they are, because people Ooh. love to talk about themselves. And if you ask questions that are slightly pertinent to what they're talking about, whether you're actually interested or not, obviously don't be a dick about it, be completely fake. But if you're someone who struggles with sort of having small talk and conversations like that, listening for something about what they said. And if you genuinely don't know, or maybe you do know, but you're, you just want them to keep talking, ask them, oh, what is that? Like, what does that mean? Most people will love to talk about it and they will look at you and go, oh, you're a great conversationalist. Yes, Meanwhile, they just spoke with themselves. Yeah, it's, it, it's a small and sort of beginner's trick for people who are learning to gain confidence on having, having conversations and small talk. Yeah. And um, the biggest turnoff for me has always been when you're having a conversation and you're listening where the other party is always talking about their exes. And uh, Yeah, I, I, used to, I, I used to have a small, I remember when I was in high school, I used to have a small sort of mental checklist of if I was ever meeting someone new, if the majority of the conversation wrapped around a certain set of topics, I was immediately turned off. Um, and one of them was exes. Another one was like, if I'm talking to them and every chance they get, they're on their phone. Cause I knew I yeah. met a couple people like that where less so for you. Cause when you were dating it, there weren't really cell phones. Um, but for me, there was people that I met who I'm on a date. Like this is a individual date. This is not just like a hangout. It was a date mm -hmm. and I'm trying to talk to you and you only look at me when you're talking but when i'm talking you're looking at your phone and not paying attention and it was something that was very important to me because it shows you weren't listening um or half listening so yeah, yeah certain small things like that were little triggers for me that were like oh okay this is not someone who i'm really interested in even if it's adolescence even if it's immaturity let they can find and grow with someone else i don't need to be the person to teach them that thanks though yeah, so. yeah, and one and one of my cardinal rules, and I try to find out out before we went on a date with the small talk, was, are you married, or are you separated? I will not go out with would not go out with a woman who was married or separated. And then Fair. if she, and then if she would push and say, but I've been separated, I've been separated, I wouldn't do it. I would never, I would never go out. Let me I, ask you a question. I never had to deal with that issue um, no, because I was I was 16 at the time. Yeah. And well, at, when I met when her, I, even, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I was uh, in, in my late teens, early 20s. Uh, yeah. But we're at separate times. <laughs> Most, the only people who are getting married at my age right now are Mormons and like deep Christians in the Midwest. So unless you are of that scope, most people, most are not getting married at this age. Oh, you were married like, with a kid and a home by 25. So different. No, 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 different. no. I wasn't asking about getting married. I was asking, were they married? Because well, I, I, I know, but what I'm saying is like, I never had to worry about asking if yeah. people were married because yeah. it was assumed no because 95% of the people that I've met, uh, no, 99% of the people that I've met uh, and about 95% of the people around my age are most likely not going to get married within the next year or two. Um, mm -hmm. One, financial. Two, it's America and they hate people. And three, because this is not that type of generation. So you got you guys were getting married at 17, 18, 19, 20. You're getting kids in a house, 23. You had a full-blown career by 27. You're in retirement by 40. <laughs> uh, you're funny. You're funny. I mean, yeah, we're in retirement by 40 after paying for uh, two kids' braces, two kids' colleges, uh yeah college was like eight bucks yeah, braces eight was bucks. like no, 30 seven, bucks seven bucks yeah okay oh my bad um, yeah <laughs> yeah 
So let me ask you a question. What was your worst date ever? Oh, worst date ever. That's interesting. Um, I don't think I've had any like monumentally royally screw like screwed up dates. I don't think I've had awful, awful ones. Um, I've been lucky, thank God. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Oh, I guess we can call this one a date. Um, <laughs> you're going to know this one too. Um, so, when I was in high school, I went to a variety of proms because I had friends from different high schools and some didn't have people they couldn't ask people so I was like oh I'll go with you why not I like they seem like fun I like to go to parties and stuff and dance cool went to this one friend um this was I think the year I went to three I went to my own and then two others I think um because it was two friends they didn't have people so anyways went to this prom this uh person was a wonderful person i had i knew her for a good while at this point good while meaning like i think at that, that point i'd known her for about a year and um i'm trying to think of how to say this without giving too much context because i don't want to give too much whatever screw it they were in my theater organization um when i was in high school i did um community theater Went to their prom. I ended up getting paraded around and shown off to all of her friends because I guess it was sort of like expected that she was going to come alone um, because I didn't really get to converse with her. I didn't really get introduced to any of her friends. I was sort of just left in the corner and I sort of developed and started talking with some people at, at the event because we went to her house before, took a party bus to the event, uh, to the prom, and then I went home from there after it was over. But I, from the moment I got there, I was sort of neglected in the sense of she didn't introduce me to anyone. She didn't really... She showed me off and said, here's my prom date. And everyone was like, oh my God. And then I was sort of left alone. And then we got to the prom and the people who weren't at her house were like, oh my God, is this your prom date? And they're all talking to each other and I'm just standing there watching. And that was almost the entire night. I, don't, I think I had one dance with her and then the rest of it was me sitting and eating because she went and like danced with friends. Um. So yeah, I think that can arguably be my worst, shall we say, date, because I was sort of just used and abused as sort of a trophy um, to say that, oh, look, I got a date. And, I, af and after that, too, the, there was very little conversation with me. There was no recognition. There was no after that, because the theater had ended for the summer, no contact, very little contact, no conversation, no nothing. And it was really, really weird. And even her friends by the end of the night had picked up on certain things that were like, why is she not paying attention to you? Like, why is she not dancing with you, but she's dancing with her other guy friends? So that was my worst uh, date. Okay. Should I, you know what my worst date was, right? Uh, was it the snake? No, I wouldn't tell that one Catherine's here. Because that was it. <laughs> That was just a joke, but I'll, you know, the, oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, that's, that's correct. I thought you were talking about the tree, but. Uh, no, 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 I'm talking about the snake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, remember, I was married prior the first time, and then for like seven years, I was a bachelor, and I was really getting sick and tired of dating, uh, I wanted my privacy. I could not uh, stand 
women asking me, what are you doing on Friday? What are you doing on Saturday? How come you're not taking me out on Saturday? You're only taking me out on Friday. And I had, I had met this exotic dancer, okay? First date, she says to me, let's go back to my house. Uh, pick me up, I'm dancing at a certain spot. And it happened to be a mafia place. Um, yes, there is the mafia. And I waited for her outside. She came out and she says, I wanna go home. I want to shower. I want to change. I got to feed my pet. And I says, okay, what the heck? Who knows what's going to be? And I think I was about, this was about five years before I met your grandmother. And I go, she had a basement apartment. I mean, basement. And I walk into the apartment. It was big, big, but very funny smell. And I'm not going to tell her, boy, this smells. I'm kind of one of these smells that if you get it on your clothes, it's not going to come off. Right. And she says, sit on the couch. I got to feed my pet and take a shower. But I'll take a shower first. And it's about 15 minutes. I'm sitting on the couch. And all in the back, I hear, shop. Okay. It was like a knife hitting a board. And I'm going, what the hell? What the hell? Well, I found out later she was chopping the head off of a chicken, a live chicken, okay? Now, I'm sitting on the couch and she, she yells out, I'll be out in a few minutes. I'm just getting my food ready for my pet. And all of a sudden I'm sitting on the couch and at the bottom of my leg, I feel something and I look down and my greatest fear in life, it was a boa constrictor. That was her pet. And I did a backflip over the back of the couch, ran out the door. I don't know what the hell happened, but I think I could have made it in the 60 yard dash to the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, and I never, never, went out with this girl again. And to this day, I am still afraid of snakes. <laughs> well, I, yep. well, before we process this, I need to edit. I'm gonna, we're gonna cut right here. I'm gonna come right back because as a reminder, Zoom only lets 40 minutes go by and we have 50 seconds left. So I'm gonna cut it for those who are listening. You're not gonna hear a damn difference. I'm going to cut it right here. We'll be right back. And we're back. Okay. Um, so boa constrictor. Wonderful. Absolutely amazing story. Yeah. And the chop was she, she chopped the head off of a live chicken. You And you know for a fact it was live. Oh, it had to be. It had to be. It had to be. I mean, I heard the chopping sound and the smell was probably mice and uh the chickens that she had in the back yeah nice good yeah so are you bringing yeah. Catherine on as a guest now so i'm ready to bring Catherine on as a guest now so if you want to come over here come on over so you can say you can come here you can hi friends so so this is her hi. um how you doing Catherine? Yeah, how are you? so good the second the second topic i wanted to get into which we don't have to go super far into um but second topic I want to talk about completely, I mean, I guess you can pertain it, pertain it. I guess you can relate it to um, first dates and things. We can, but it's separate van life. It's something that I have a personal vendetta against. Um, and I think it's, I think there's a lot of intricacies about it. Um, so for those who don't know, it is not anything new. It's something that's been around since your generation, Gipar. Like people who live in vans. That's that's what van life is. It's people who live in vans. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, no, okay. it's people who live in vans. They've got no home. They have a Scooby-Doo van and blankets, pillows, food, and they just live in a van. Okay, cool. The thing that's 
changed since your time to mine is now it's become a sort of quirky, trendy lifestyle for people who want to live in smaller or simple lifestyles and also luxurious people. There's like $100,000 mobile homes that are not RVs. They're like pickup trucks with a whole bed on the back. Um, and so there's a weird mix of people that are traditionally want just a van and a life in a van. And then there's people who are like taking old school buses and renovating them into homes bigger than people have literally in like a physical home. And like rock stars. Yeah, yeah, but but they're like better. Um, and so it's a trendy thing. Personally, I am not a fan of van life. <laughs> I don't, I am a six foot seven man. I fit in cars because I need to, not because I want to. I don't want to live in a van. Simultaneously, I get the appeal, right? Especially in America, because you live in a van, you can drive wherever you want. You want to, you want to quote unquote, live in Idaho for a month? Great. You want to drive all the way to Texas and live there for a month? Great. You can do that. And as long as you have internet of some sort and some income to make so you can pay for gas and food or whatever, great, you can do it. I don't respect to those who do it. It's work, it's hard work, it's lonely work, and it's unnecessary work. But goddamn, it is a journey. So with that, I want your opinion okay. on van life because I know you know people around you that like van life. And this is not a personal attack on people who like van life. I don't like it because it's not worth it for me. Right. Okay. So my mom is very much into van life. She doesn't have a van, but she would love to have a van. Um, I think van life is for very specific people you have to really love it you have to really commit to the van life because a lot of them don't have amenities that we have in homes such as bathrooms and showers well some of the more expensive van life vans have full-blown toilets and showers right they will have them in the vans occasionally and a lot of times because they are um they don't have enough space they have to put the shower um with the toilet yeah which is um an interesting concept oh it's a very interesting concept so yeah really be committed to that for for example people will have like you'll have a shower and it's literally in this van right it's just a curtain or a plastic bag that you put around you to prevent it from getting all over right and then to take a crap there's like a pull out or a retractable seat that takes the same drain that you're showering in and turns it into a toilet. And you just sort of dookie into the same drain. Very descriptive. Okay. um, You either waffle stomp it down or, or it's just a pipe. I want to hear Catherine's opinion. No, that's not how that works at all. So (laughs) they have a toilet in their shower so they have a small like little shower area in their van but what happens is um when they need to use the restroom they have their own plastic portable toilet that they put in the shower oh i've seen ones with retractable toilets though like it's a literal drawer in rvs like where people go camping or like no like some of the more expensive like bigger like the semi not rv but not like a van it's the in between the big ones they have like retractable ones or ones that are like a flap or something that comes down okay so i've seen ones like that yeah maybe like that i've never seen i'm not they don't waffle stop it that was a joke yeah but so um i've seen a lot of youtube videos of people doing van life and I think a lot of van life people get their money from doing YouTube. It's and that's, that's a very big thing. There's a that's, very it's such an interesting thing. Yeah. 
it's so interesting people who showcase on youtube oh here's van life my van life van life they make money off of showcasing this glorified version when in reality when the camera's off and they got to go take a crap they're taking it out in a bucket behind their car because they don't have a toilet in their van yeah. and you know they got to wash their body when it rains because they don't have a shower they got to go to a gym they go to they a local gym water. No, it's not always. Not always. That's what I'm saying. Like some of them have literal just bare bones vans and they make it this glorified yeah, thing. But it's it's not always like as um, trashy as you would think. Oh, no, no. I'm not trying to paint it because, out as trashy. Yeah, yeah. No, because no, no. Because no. a lot of them have really cool amenities. Right. And a lot of them really work for people, especially yes. when people who used to live in like New York City or LA and they don't have a lot of money, they choose to do van life because it gives them freedom to travel to different places. Right. And for people who don't really care about those kind of amenities like showering or having a private bathroom or like if you're living with a partner, if you don't really care about having that um, space, then- Personal space. Yeah. <laughs> then um, it works perfect for you. I think, I think for me, one of the biggest things in terms of social media when it comes to van life is it's that concept that um it's more wonderful than it actually is because i think there's a lot of people a lot of van life people that make it look pretty and it looks pretty for a reason because it's social media and we don't get to watch them take a dump behind their car in the middle of the woods or oh, like I, I don't know fix their that. fix their tire or take a shower in this cramped space because like for me i would hate it I would absolutely hate it. I need my personal space. I need more than a van to live in. I like, I'm too big for that. And I don't want to live in an RV. I don't want to live in a mobile home like that. I like a physical home. I like to go on trips. And like, if you, if we want to spend a month in a van specifically to go on a trip, great. But I have a home. Like I want a physical apartment or home to go to. So, and I think what, there's a lot of- I, what, what I was saying what, is I think there's people out there that are like me who look at it like I like my home, but because certain people don't always show or discuss what's behind it, it looks glorified. And what do you like about it? Do you like or dislike mobile homes? Vans. Vans specific mobile homes. I'm talking, vans I'm, talking to, I'm talking to I'm talking to Catherine. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking me. We heard your opinion. Sorry. Um I think, that's a great question. Um, I think I'm all for the van life. Um, I don't think that I personally could live that way, but I know a lot of people who would actually love it more than their regular home life. So I think it really depends. For me personally, I don't think I'd wanna live in it unless like Peter said, maybe for like a month for like a vacation idea but not as my permanent home where I have to sleep there and live there the whole time. But no, like I had... was saying, I don't think that it's always- um... I don't think it's always as chalked up as people say well, it no, is. No, 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 I, th I, think, I think it is in a sense because on YouTube, I think that there's a lot of van, van lifers who are very real with people and a lot of their viewers are people who are really interested in van life and who already are like you know there's campers they like enjoy going camping and then there's like those camper campers who are like really in the deep like three campers. times a year yeah, four times a year they're it. they're all the yeah so i think those viewers who are watching it already understand the van life concept so it's not like them being like wow this is amazing they already know the grit of van life uh, i i think i strongly disagree with that like um, don't know too much about it it might be I think it depends on the person but I think a lot of van life viewers are already van lifers so disagree I I, I disagree with that because no. I think there's a I think there's a lot of people that like and glorify the concept of living in nature because America is such a difficult place to live in right now and I think the idea of being able to live rent free where you want and how you want is a very um desirable concept right now so i think there are a significant amount of high school and middle school people that watch stuff like that and think it's a very wonderful lifestyle but don't actually know what it takes and what it costs and if they were actually do it they'd hate it so i i disagree with that 
I think I don't, I wouldn't say most of the demographic. I would say there's, because we don't know, it's Schrodinger's cat. We don't know the demographic. They may be very interested, but they may still be 17 and have nothing to do with anything with nature because they live in New York City. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I guess it's probably a different kind of thing. So I, I think, I think though there may be people that are adamant and favoring it, yeah. I don't think just because they're a follower of it or a deep follower. It's like, for example, I love watching Magnus Mitbo, rock climber. I know a lot of stuff about rock climbing because I've learned it from him. I don't rock climb. We went once for my birthday. Yeah. I <laughs> like I'd, I'd like to do rock climbing or bouldering, but I don't rock climb. I don't boulder. Yeah. And I'm old enough. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. So I'm that's sure. that's where I take that from. See, in my what? day, in my day, uh, a high school senior just got your license if you had a van wow you were okay. scooby-doo you were a hippie yeah 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 and, and you were going uh, to woodstock yeah not me but uh you know uh i don't know how any father would let his daughter go out with a guy who's driving a van but uh, that's another story um i had one occasion to be in a um motorhome I had a friend uh, who had a beautiful motorhome and it was your grandmother's close friend and her husband had a motorhome. And they were, he was, you know, from Wall Street and his breakaway thing was to go to all the uh, car races. He used to follow him around when he was on vacation and whatever. And he said, come with us, we're gonna go camping i wouldn't go to the races i don't like races okay those kind of races and he had everything in there uh the only thing was we went to a beautiful campsite you know you can go to a nice campsite or you can go to a campsite where you better have a gun when you get out of the uh yeah out of you know out of your uh vehicle yeah but if it rains and it rains very very hard you're in the you're in the uh, vehicle, and it, no matter how big it is, you're still enclosed, and you need all these extra activities in there to keep you happy. But he did have a, a a large bathroom back there. For me, it was large. I just don't like to go into bathrooms on planes and on things like that. But uh, it was it was elegant. And we went around. I didn't enjoy it either. Did your grandmother? Uh, I would have liked to have been in a nice hotel room, um, but uh, I could see how people could want to go from one place to another. And my, like I said, my friends who were in high school and college who had vans, they had it for a specific purpose. And it was not my ideal because I didn't think it was uh, what I wanted to do uh, with a girl or my girlfriend because uh, right away people get the wrong idea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to think of van life similar to something like cave diving, where it's very much for a specific type of people. You got to want to cave dive to do cave, cave diving's not like, cave diving is not like basketball where you're like, yeah, I'll pick up basketball with some buddies. You don't go, yeah, I'll go cave diving with some buddies. I'll learn how to cave dive and rappel and, crawl through 30 centimeter spaces where my head barely fits through and I got to exhale all the air out of my lungs mm -hmm. to make a 25 foot crawl. No, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like for the people who do it, great. You find excitement possibly dying in these really tiny holes called devil's anus. Great. Good for you. Yeah, beautiful. And mind you, at the end of them, there's beautiful sights and then they crawl out and it's a wonderful event but you gotta wanna do it. So I, that's how I look at, at van life, is you gotta wanna live that life. Yeah, well, I, I can understand why Catherine's mom would like to have a van, right? Yeah, she, um, she actually sleeps outside right now of our apartment, yeah. She, sleep, she sleeps she, under the stars? She does like to do that. She's that was a very to... elegant way of saying that. Deepa. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, she has a beautiful room. <laughs> in our apartment, just like newly renovated. And she wants to sleep outside. 
So she is all about all about the van life, all Very about earthy. living, you right. know, in a tent, in a lean to. Right. Well, to each their own. That's right. why. That's exactly why I said it. it's like cave diving. Yeah, you gotta, you be... gotta be that kind of person, and I think it's, and I think with, when it comes to like social media, I think it at times gets glorified to where there are people who will never have never and don't ever actually want to live a van life but because it looks good they're like yeah i want to do it and then you give them a week and they're like no oh, i can't do this because it's too hard if you hey, to, each, to, live. Each, to each his own you can't right. criticize it as long as you're happy you only go through life one time and i agree you know, i agree you know, and hey all. i mean look to to bring it all the way back around and to to close it out why not on a first date if you got two van lifers on a first date you guys should race whoever wins gets to pay for the meal that day you may go broke for the next month because that's all you got but no what you got to do is whoever has a van you race the vans you race them in the no. woods you, you take it, your two and, vans and you race them so in my day to the finish line okay. like and, you said in my in my day the significance of a van was which van was painted the most beautiful? Oh. Well, because the prettiest one had the best origins. Oh. Yeah. The vans were gorgeous. People would paint, have their vans painted. It was gorgeous. Well, yeah, because they... you guys had artistic events and Woodstock and things. You guys could show off your vans. Well, uh, you know. But like I said, if some, some guy pulled up in a van to date uh, your mother, let's say, when she was uh, young, he'd go flying out of the house. Should do not, my, my, my daughter wouldn't go in a van. I wouldn't let her go in a van. Especially in today's society. Uh, where, well, where, in today's society, you can't go in white vans. Remember, white vans you, are really bad. What do you mean? Don't accept candy from strangers in white vans. I don't get that. That's that was the thing I had to be taught growing up was that I shouldn't accept strangers candy. I shouldn't help anyone with their puppy or their groceries if I'm a kid, because if any adult tries to tell me that and they're in a white van, that means they're trying to abduct me into Mm -hmm. sex slavery or sell me or like kill me. Okay, anyway, we talked about dating. So dating has to be a foremost memory of mine because uh, I haven't had a date in 45 years, 46 years. So I got to remember the good parts of my dates and the good times with your grandmother. Today, uh, everybody's always saying to me, you're a catch, you can see, you can drive, you can hear. Uh, Why don't you date? You could dance. Why don't you go out? Nah, dating is is just a memory for me. But I hope, I hope that you enjoy all your future dates, and that the date you had uh, with Catherine yesterday will always be memorable for you. Thank you. Yeah, for those who don't know, yesterday I went on a uh, birthday belated birthday uh, date surprise event for her. I took her into the city and did a bunch of stuff because. Her birthday was on August 30th. She likes to fuck with me as much as she can to say it's on the 31st. <laughs> and it gets me anxiety mm-hmm. every time. Um, oh, I, I want to correct something you just said. Every time I went out with your grandmother, it was a date. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah. That's every time, yes. Yes. We, okay. we always try and make dates out of everything. Um, yeah. Even if it's just hanging out. We always try to like, yeah. watch a movie or do something fun. But yeah, uh, I took her out for her birthday. Um, because I couldn't see her on the 30th. Um, so I surprised her with a trip to New York dinner and uh, her favorite movie is Beetlejuice. And so I took her to see the musical Beetlejuice. Very funny, highly recommend. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. So yeah, that's what I did. Um, okay, by the way, Elvis is on HBO, HBO Max. Oh, and um, Rick and Morty season six is going to come out. If yeah, I was, yeah, I was watching that for a little bit. So, okay. for those who are interested, Elvis and Rick and Morty are great. Uh, great and for dub, those who, great are, who want to find a good header. spot in New York, Lower Manhattan, Pier 17, 
John yeah. George's Marketplace. Um, yeah. Amazing, amazing food, amazing stuff. Malibu Farm, very fresh, vegan, gluten-free, um, really nice. There's a couple other restaurants there. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. There's a whole little like area down there too, yeah. shops and bookstops. So with that- We have to say goodbye. We have to say goodbye. We have to say goodbye. If anyone um, has experience with van life or knows anyone with van life, let us know. Uh, you can, or if you have any opinions on anything we said tonight, tonight, today, at whatever you're watching this, um, Maybe message then. me, contact me through whatever means. If you know me, if you know him, contact him. If you know her, contact her. Um, I'm me, pointing for those who are. For those who are listening, I just pointed a lot. I'm sorry. Um, if, for, if you know any of us and you want any of your stories put on here, anonymous or not, let us know. We can do that. Uh, even if it's completely unrelated or slightly related. By God, do it. Uh, like, share, comment, send it to all your friends and family. Let's start chaos in your homes. If they disagree, show them. I love you all. Keep Peace dating. Out. Keep dating. Keep, keep dating. Peace, Peace out. out. Okay.